Hello world and greetings to the journeying souls that have found their way to my podcast. I'm your host, Tashara Monet, aka Shy, aka Blue Lotus. Welcome to From Within, where we travel to the depths of ourselves and nature to uncover, discover, learn, and heal, addressing root causes of health issues and mental afflictions. Recreate your external experience by recreating the internal design. So today, I'd like to talk about the different paths, the two different paths, down to the root, the two different paths that one can take in life, that one can go down as a way to experience life. Because at the end of the day, we all know that your life experience is an accumulation of your decisions, even the ones that you think you had no control over. So you have two paths, the mind path, the mind-made path, and the heart-led path. The mind-made path versus the heart-led path. One is made, one is led. So is there really such a thing as a wrong turn? Anyone who knows me or who has been following me, whether it's YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, or the podcast, if you're new here, knows that I don't necessarily believe in right and wrong, quote unquote. Really, it's just choices and decisions. Just because an outcome was undesirable or unexpected doesn't mean the choice was wrong or that the other option is right or better. Because what is right, wrong, better, and worse anyway? It's relative. Those labels only exist if there's something to compare it to. You only know hot if you've experienced cold, right? So if you're comparing an experienced experience of now with a possible or hypothetical alternative option experience, it's just options decisions, and outcome. Everything's karma. At the end of the day, what does karma mean? Karma is the result of your actions, whether good or bad, whether in this lifetime or the last. But on a very superficial plane, it's the outcome of your actions now. Everything that is present in your life that is undesirable can be traced back to an action or a decision that you made. Granted, you may not have known that the outcome would be undesirable. Most of us don't. Most of us aim for desirable. All of us do. But because we lack self-awareness, emotional intelligence, and many other things I could name that we weren't taught in school, we think that we're making the best decisions. We think that we can calculate our decisions so much and get an exact outcome, but there's so many factors that we're missing when it comes to making certain decisions. And the only person who can determine that is you. I'm not here to tell you what's right or wrong. It's really about what's best for you and what's not, what you think would be great and what wouldn't, what would satisfy your soul and what wouldn't. No one can tell you what that is. Most things are not predictable. We just think they can be, and some we try and live in a predictable way. Trying to predict with our minds and our calculations 
versus prophesizing and seeing with our mind's eye, our third eye. You have to first decide how much of life you want to live in this predictable way for security and how much of life you want to live unpredictable as in exploring the unknown, taking chances and brave risks, following the heart is not predictable at all. The only thing guaranteed in the unpredictable, on the unpredictable, the heart-led path is soul satisfaction. And hey, I'll take that. The body may not always be happy or comfortable, but if you balance the two well, the mind-led path and the heart-led path, or should I say if you counterbalance them well, you can satisfy both. I mean, we do live in a dual world, so as much as we strive to have things going one way all the time, it's just not the reality of the design. Hopefully, you've realized that at this point, that you have to accept the good with the bad. You don't have to, but it's better if you choose to. It'll minimize suffering and pain mentally, which then translates physically. It's important to have a strong mind when you are on the heart-led path, if you so choose to be on the heart-led path. You have to be strong enough to defy external doubt negativity, opinions, and systems even. Deeply rooted systems. Systems that run deep within you and deep within society, as well as within your culture and your family. So the heart-led path is not a path for the faint-hearted at all. The predictable path, the mind-made path, it allows a shit ton of security. It does. Security and stability in the physical 3D sense, which we must take into account, but to a certain extent. Everything is to a certain extent. Most people are confused about what is actually needed for security and stability. But in addition to that, too much of the predictable comfort of stability kills the soul. But the ego loves it. The body loves it. So you think but it doesn't. Actually, it makes the mind and the body ill in a lot of ways that people don't realize. Getting so rigid and stuck on the mind-made path, not allowing yourself to flow and be open and receptive. You have physical security and you feel safe because you have complied to the mind-made path and you've earned a security net of sorts from your systems, but it impedes on your freedom greatly. You may be experiencing that right now. It makes you suffer for extended periods of time in like a chase or pursuit of happiness. Bringing poor health mentally and physically, and then only much, much later can you enjoy a sense of freedom, if you're lucky, if you played all your cards right. It depends on how well you played the game. How was that fair? But the heart-led path brings freedom now and allows you to live out your soul desire, which is internally very satisfying. And that internal satisfaction is what creates the healthy mind. A healthy mind breeds a healthy body, 
which is strong enough, emphasis on strong enough, to maneuver and handle the adversities when they rise as you pave your own way. So, yes, following a paved path is predictable, what some may call logical even, and it does give you a sense of security in that others have walked it, and they've told you what to expect on that path as long as you walk the exact path and don't stray off. But as you walk that paved path, you'll find yourself curious about other paths unexplored. You'll feel a desire to explore what's beyond here. The excitement and anxiety that lies within the unknown does call us, and it's okay to answer. You're here to explore and be curious like a child. The more that you suppress that urge to discover and to explore, to see, to create something new for your soul to enjoy and experience, the more ill you'll become. Mentally first, and then physical follows. What happens is people get tired of that paved path after realizing how their mind and bodies have been affected. And then the desire to take the heart-led path becomes about survival. Not survival in the 3D sense. Evolution. Healing. To do what they really came to do. That's most of us. So, at the end of every day and at the beginning of every day, it boils down to one question. What do you decide and what do you choose? You have to check in with your heart on that one. It's natural that we desire to evolve. It's part of our nature and that'll never stop. To simply seek what makes you feel good on a deeper level. To wake up satisfied. To go to sleep satisfied. To experience abundance and longevity. To use the Earth's resources to create a harmonious and peaceful planet to live on, not the opposite. So, wrong, right, what the fuck is that? Who told us? So many, but who told you? It's only identifiable through comparison, right and wrong. It's relative. Either someone else is telling you and you believe them because it's true for them. Or you are labeling right and wrong through comparison of some sort. Past to now, past experiences, comparing. So what if we stopped doing that? What if we literally looked at everything all the time as the first time? What if we just decide and accept the outcomes? whatever they may be, with gratitude, because whatever comes will bring you experience in some way, will refine you in some way, and will teach you something. It'll better you, part of your evolution. You don't learn anything new when you're on the paved path, how could you? It's all laid out for you. So you don't have to think or discern much. Just follow and obey. It's robotic and unnatural. It's chemically processed by design of man. This is why I said in the last episode, if you didn't listen, take a listen when you have time. But I was talking about how we can't really trust our minds as much as we would like to, unfortunately. And we can't use it to make decisions. It's a tool for weighing options, yes. Analyzing something, yes. Contemplating, linear thinking, putting things in order, constructing with precision, but not to make a decision. 
You make the decision with your heart, and you use the mind to turn it into gold. You use your mind to manifest it into form, but you never rely on the mind. Don't hand your decisions over to your mind. It's tainted. It all has to be approved by the heart first and foremost at the end of the day. So go with what makes you feel good. Not with what your mind says is better, best. Better or best path to gain the most and lose the least, the safest way possible, etc. Just let your feelings guide you. Relax and be okay with that. It's so much weight off the shoulders when you can finally trust yourself, when you can finally be confident in your intuition, when you can finally stop doubting your gut, your feelings. Just let your feelings guide you, period, and stop questioning them. How do you think God communicates with you? How? While this is probably refreshing and relieving news to hear, it's not that easy to implement, which is why I'm here. It's why I created this podcast to guide myself and others in implementing this new way of existing, being, and creating the heart-led path. And there's so much to be undone for all of us, so much to release so we can even hear our hearts. And the undoing and releasing is quite uncomfortable and your ego's biggest fear. So yes, mental strength is needed on this path. And that's why my focus as a practitioner and business owner and friend and mom and lover and all these things is addressing the mind and nourishing and healing the mind speaking more specifically on my role as a practitioner, nourishing and healing the mind through seasonal rituals, ancient practices, Vedic spiritual practices, nutrition, and yoga. My focus has been on the mind for as long as I can remember. I came here curious, even while following the paved path before all of this. And during that time, dealing with the discomforts of following the paved, mind-led path, the path of others telling me what was best for me, what was the wisest, smartest, safest decisions to make at certain points in time in my journey. All of my free time for as long as I can think in between all of that has been spent exploring the mind to understand. It started so I could understand me. Why did it feel so hard to exist? These are the questions that I wanted answers to. To coexist in the world. Why I always felt so alone and alienated, so different, so misunderstood. Why I felt so guilty for wanting to do what I wanted. Why I felt like I couldn't have what I wanted and chase what I was told I should. All these whys I had to help me understand my internal struggle. Most people don't know I majored in psych before I pursued nursing. The mind has always been my passion. I only abandoned psych, Western psych, and switched because I wasn't satisfied with what I was learning via Western psychology. It wasn't 
really answering my questions at all. As a matter of fact, it made matters worse mentally for me. So I had to break away. It was placing me in even more of a box inside of a box inside of a box. I didn't know what traditional path to take at that time, so I got curious. And this is when curiosity is your friend. Curiosity is always your friend. I got courageous, and I made a decision to follow my heart. Back in 2009, I decided to take the heart-led path. I took on things that didn't seem to connect at all then, didn't even make sense. For a while, my life felt so unorganized and random, a little chaotic even at times. I might be watering that down. A lot of anxiety, feelings of unstableness, always moving physically, literally always moving homes trying to find my place, my space, never resting, always exploring and searching, but not for anything in specific other than just to understand myself better in my mental processes, to understand why I make certain decisions, why I have certain experiences, and why I struggle. Just letting my curiosity lead me because my mind had failed me. Maybe even got addicted to it, to be honest, always moving around being so adventurous, because I just explored whatever called my attention until it didn't anymore, and then on to the next, and next, and next. But along the way, I gathered a lot of tools, and information, and experience, and knowledge, and wisdom, and now it all connects perfectly, seamlessly. That's the heart-led path, and I regret nothing. However, it was extremely rocky due to the time I let my mind lead as I was on that path. See, it's not you just decide one day and the next day all of your decisions come from the heart. It's a little bit of a battle for a while. And if I want to be relative, which most of us spend our times being relative, let's just say I didn't make that particular decision in 2009 to take that path. Well, I could say, oh, I'd be better off financially or I wouldn't be in the U.S. because anyone who knows me knows I don't really like living here. And I spent some time overseas in the military. So maybe I would have still been overseas. I don't know. I'm assuming. I don't actually know. Right. But I'm trying to prove a point to you. I may have also ended up in a mental institution or on pharmaceuticals at least for something, if I wouldn't have found this path, right? How would I have managed everything? How bad would it have gotten? I don't know. And who really cares? Because none of what I just hypothetically spoke of or on is real. I just made it up to prove a point and for a comparison. So my point is the mind can take you there if you let it, and most of us let it. So how do you stop or at least quiet the mind so you can hear your heart. I'll tell you, it is by establishing a regular meditation practice, some type of practice that helps you quiet your mind to hear your heart. This is not an overnight accomplishment. There are many prereq practices and lifestyle changes to make along the way, and it takes time and a lot of patience 
and it's easier said than done. Good thing is you have options like coaching and guidance. And in this case, you have the option of utilizing an ancient and highly effective practice to help you strengthen your mind, sharpen your awareness, and prepare you for meditation, which is an option anyone can take on right away. It's an option that's much easier to practice than meditation is for beginners, for those who have an extremely overactive mind, a lot of anxiety, and that option is yoga nidra. By embracing and practicing silence that's offered in Yoga Nidra and breath awareness that's offered in Yoga Nidra, you are training and strengthening your mind. You are learning to become the observer, to witness versus always be involved with every thought and mental story that comes across your awareness. You also don't have to wait a month between practicing Nidra when I offered it on the podcast, when they're released here on the podcast, like once a month. You don't have to wait. The results come from a consistent practice like anything else. And unfortunately, once a month or every once in a while isn't enough to see results. Consistency, period. The more consistent the practice, the more it bleeds into your reality your day-to-day versus just an experience that you have once a month for an hour. And so, of course, there's no way I'd come to you identifying a problem and a solution without offering you the opportunity to take action on a solution versus just hearing it here on the podcast. So I have created a winter self-care package Most of you should know by now, if you're not a newbie here, if you are, welcome. But most of you should know by now that I live Ayurvedically, meaning I honor the seasons of life. I honor the seasons in myself. I honor my nature and nature. And in doing this, it helps me to remain healthy mentally and physically. And so I put together this winter self-care package to assist people in remaining healthy strong immune system, a healthy mind, a healthy body during the winter season, which is for most people the hardest time to stay healthy, especially mentally. Plus it's cold and flu season. And then we have all the other stuff floating around, right? So let's just talk about what winter represents in Ayurveda first. Winter is the season for rest and reflection right? You've heard me say it. The last podcast was a yoga nidra meditation session, helping you guys to transition mentally from the season of fall to the season of winter. Fall being the season of letting go, releasing. Everything is gone. Maybe not everything. Some things are gone. Maybe one thing is gone or on its way out. But winter time is the time to reflect and rest Reflect and rest. If you feel you need to rest, rest. And I know that that's hard for some people to do. The winter time, the earth is sleeping in stillness. It's quiet. Internal nature gives us opportunity to withdraw and look within ourselves during this time. So I've put together a winter self-care package that's four weeks long. 
It is customized and curated per individual. So this is a package in which you would be working with me one-on-one and I would be guiding you through these four weeks of rest and reflection of adopting the mentality of rest and reflection and creating space in your life, space in your day-to-day routines for rest and reflection. So it does include yoga nidra and sound healing. It does include a three-day cleanse and detox and personal silent retreat right there in your home. I'll help you through that. Most of you are thinking, how the hell will I have time to set aside three days for a silent retreat and a fast? Trust me, you can, and I'm here to help you figure that out. It also includes customized winter health and wellness consultations, plus a healing plan for this season, which is customized, meaning it's curated based on your current physical and mental diseases or afflictions. You also receive a customized herbal wellness box. So winter herbs for rejuvenation, for immunity building, cleansing, detoxing, and stress management. This package, this program, this winter self-care package is really good for those who are wanting to establish a solid self-care routine with some guidance. So people who may have a hard time carving out time for themselves, for their mental health, for their rest. It'll help you learn how environmental seasonal shifts basically influence your mind, your body, and the health of your mind and body and how you can stay aligned so that it doesn't. It's good for those who want to learn how to eat healthy for their specific mind-body type during the winter season. It bolsters the immune system, decreases stress, soothes the nervous system, relieves cerebral tension, improve your digestion, and just simply learn how to apply the yogic and Ayurvedic practices to daily life for health and alignment. Rest in the experience of inner stillness and free the mind from constant internal chatter to invite clarity and reflection. Awaken to the experience of just being with yourself in the moment with absolutely nothing to do or to be. And because you guys are my From Within fam, you know I give you much love. I got so much love for y'all. So I am offering a flash sale on this four-week package for the next 72 hours, okay? For the next 72 hours. This episode should be released on January 18th. That's a Tuesday. So I'll be offering this flash sale of $200 off of the winter self-care package until January 20th. And so if you are interested, of course, I'll leave the link in the show notes for you to set up a Zoom consultation with me so we can talk about this winter self-care package in much more detail and talk about where you are in your journey right now and how this will help you and if it's a good fit and if we are a good fit. So if that sounds like something that you know you need and you want to explore, let this be a heart-led decision, not a mind-made one. So the first instinct, the first spontaneous emotion or thought that, that you felt in listening 
to me explain to you what this winter self-care package entails. Go with that. And if that is, yes, I need this, I want this, or I want to explore this, reach out. The link is in the show notes. Moving forward, I have more for you guys because I love offering you guys so many things and options because everyone has different needs, circumstances, etc. So I'm also starting a giveaway. What am I giving away? Number one, I'll be giving away a $100 gift card towards any private service or program. In addition to that, I'll be giving away free access to the Embody Samadhi Self-Guided Yoga Nidra program to be released in February. So whoever wins will be the first to complete it. This is a self-guided six-week Yoga Nidra program. It's a very light version of the four-week one-on-one guided winter self-care package. This is six weeks. However, it is self-guided. It doesn't include things like your herbs and your consultation. It's just a self-paced six-week guide each week. You'll have practices and rituals to complete every day. And this six-week Embody Samadhi Self-Guided Yoga Nidra program is good for healing psychological wounds, psycho-spiritual healing, managing anxiety, insomnia, PTSD, performing deep shadow work, training the mind for meditation, because that's just what Yoga Nidra does. Whether you're having personal guided one-on-one sessions or you're online, what matters is that you're doing them regularly. So this Online self-guided is an option for those who are not in a position to take on the six-week one-on-one coaching program for the winter self-care package. So in the giveaway, number one, a $100 gift card towards any private service or program. Number two, free, free access to a six-week self-guided yoga nidra program to be released in February. When I do offer it after the winner wins, I'll be offering it to the public and it'll be priced at $350. So you get this for free. Number three, you'll also receive a 30-minute private yoga intro session. Guys, everything in all services that I speak about can be done either in person or online remotely. So it's okay if you don't live here in Arizona. I still got you. So just to recap, we're doing a giveaway. What you win, $100 gift certificate to any service or program, free access to the six-week self-guided Embody Sipmadhi Yoga Nidra program, and a 30-minute private yoga intro session, either in person or online. Now, how to enter. I'll definitely put this in the show notes, so make sure that after this episode, you definitely go read the show notes. These prizes are priceless, and I'm giving them away. First, follow me on Instagram. The link is in the show notes. If you are already following, that's great, but whether you're already following or going to follow, make sure you take a screenshot of that and 
DM it to me so I can keep track of you guys and who's doing what and rally up the points. Number two, share the giveaway on Instagram and tag one friend to join. So you'll have to go on my page after you hit follow. You'll see a post somewhere on my timeline promoting the giveaway. Go ahead and like that post, share it, and tag a friend to join. Number three, make sure to download my app and become a Blue Lotus member. Become a member of the BL tribe. It's free to join, free to download. And when you join, you'll even get a 15% discount in your email for any service, anything at all. So if you think about it, whether you win or not, you're still catching discounts and promotions. Once you download the app and become a member, just go ahead and send me a message in the app via chat and just simply say giveaway. Again, this is so that I can take your name down and make sure that you are awarded the proper points. Last but not least, follow the show from within if you're not already. The winner will be announced on the show. So you will want to stay in the know as to when episodes are released and not miss that episode where the winner is announced. So follow the show, subscribe, turn on the notifications, whatever it may be, depending on the platform you're listening on, and then rate and review the show. I believe that you can definitely do this on Apple Podcasts. I'm not sure about Spotify, but rate and review the show, take a screenshot and send it to me to my Instagram. So those are the four things to do to enter. It'll only take five minutes of your time. And in exchange, you get some really awesome freebies and discounts, whether you win or not. I'll list these four steps in the show notes to make it really easy for you guys with the links and everything. And if you are not following my blog, follow the blog. I recently released a blog that lists the different Ayurvedic tips to maintain mental and physical health in the season of winter. So it's just like a four or five minute read if you are interested in some things that you can change or do now to increase comfort and decrease discomfort during this season, you can check my blog for those tips. It was a pleasure. It's always a pleasure. I hope you guys have started off the new year the way that you desired, whatever that may be. Keep in mind, every day is a new day. Every day you can wake up with resolve. You don't have to wait for the new year. And if things don't start or go the way you plan for the new year, you have every single day to start over. I have so much gratitude for all of you who join in and listen in and support me by doing so. So with that being said, with much love and much gratitude, namaste, and I'll catch y'all on the other side.